Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stay Hot Podcast. Why should I say the Slay Hot Podcast? I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spahnauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all as we're going to talk about what coaches need to get fired after a day of NFL football that was pretty mundane um, in a season that's been mostly crazy. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into all of that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing? You know, I'm looking at a coach that we may talk about here today, Matt Nagy on the sideline of my Packers-Bears game. And like I said before, I never get nervous before Packers-Bears because the Packers win every single time. And uh, they're up by 11 right now with 11 minutes left. I'm uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Our special teams, we're talking about coaches that need to get fired. Packers special teams coach, heads will roll. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's no reason this should be a close game right now. Um, not no, not even a little special bit. team was was any anything good. Letting yeah. Jakeem Grant single handedly keep the Bears in this yeah. game. <laughs> Can't say that was on my bingo card. Jakeem Grant carrying Chicago, but I guess and here we are. It wasn't on Nagy's either. He got interviewed at halftime, and they're like, "Did you expect Jakeem Grant to have a big game like this?" And he said, "No." <laughs> I mean, I. I don't I think can't anyone expected this. <laughs> yeah, but you know it is what it is. But and I know Matt, you're you're struggling a little bit as a Panthers fan, and we'll get into Matt Rule because <laughs> I know I know you I know you have some stuff to say about the Panthers I, I've, and they're, I've <laughs> I've been on the rant. Matt Rule needs to be fired trained for uh, a, a while now, um, and and the Panthers are just a miserable team. There's a lot of fan bases who are like, oh, our team's miserable. But we got to be up there, dude. I know we have five <laughs> wins. Like, five and is not that bad, but we were making win-now moves during the season. And we're yeah. five and eight. And we yeah, have, well, like, the eighth pick right now. Yeah, all the corners you traded for. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the funny thing about that. We're going to need a corner in the offseason because, you know, 
CJ Henderson, who we traded a third for, bad. Dante Jackson, not bad, but he still gets burnt, and we're going to have to pay him, and we don't have that much cap space. I have a hard time believing they're going to fork up the money for him. And then Gilmore is probably going to walk because he wants to be on a contender. And then J.C. Horn is coming off a pretty big injury, and I still expect him to be good, but that leaves us with only one guy I trust. So the strength of this team, the ultimate strength of the team, supposed to be the cornerbacks and we were getting ESPN post oh look at all these names uh and just not that good we dropped multiple interceptions today it was hard to watch I almost feel yes. bad but I've, I've <laughs> gone one I've, thing I've gone through the ringer so the one thing that can redeem it is that if us not having a second corner leads to us somehow drafting sauce Gardner then it's all right then it all worked out that would be hilarious. That would be very... Maybe they could get Ritter and Gardner somehow. That would be... what if Ritter and Gardner. I don't know how they could swing that, but they need both. That would be fun. Anyway. That would be fun. Before we get in to all that we have to talk about today, make sure you uh, leave a like, a review, all the great things you've been doing to help promote this podcast on all platforms. And if you haven't yet, make sure you follow us on TikTok at Stay Hot Pod for some great content there. There was a tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it that every podcast has the same co-host and it's like just Disney characters. I and have strong opinions about that. that <laughs> I want to, I want to hear your, because I don't think we fit that bill. If you haven't seen it, go look the, it up. Just go look like every, it's the, it's the, fat, it's the f- every fact it's the fat guy from toy story, the dad yes. from inside, inside out, out. And yeah, inside out. And uh, Ratatouille, the Ratatouille guy. Inside Out sucks ass, dude. It's so bad. It's Thank so you. bad. Hate that it's movie, so it's it's it it's an idea no. merchant movie. Everyone <laughs> fell in love with it as soon as they heard the idea for it, and then yeah. the actual movie happened, and it was like this is not a f- good it's movie. Just, it's just not for me. It's just not my it's, movie. It's um, not a good movie. And <laughs> but the thing about that meme is that it is so vague. Like, for instance, oh, everyone has these guys and it's the dad from Inside Out. What is his characteristic? Like, <laughs> that's just a guy. He's just a to dad. Me, like, to 99% of people, that's just some dude. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that is 99% of podcasts. <laughs> and then, like, the guy from Ratatouille is just, like, vaguely, like, maybe a little nerdy or awkward, which is, like, I guess. And then I don't even really know the other dude. I'm pretty sure he's just, the like... Greasy Toy Story guy who is... None of us are and greasy. Like, toy ultra, ultra capitalist, like I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I don't I know. Guess. So I just think it's <laughs> so vague that it could fit. Um, like you could make an argument for any of the three of us being any three of those characters, almost. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, so does it fit? Sure, but <laughs> M- Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse meme, Mickey Mouse meme. But moving on to the Stay Hot Shock. Which uh, doesn't exist because this was the most mundane week of football. It's been a crazy season. Like Theo's upsets, you know, leading up to this week, or I don't know if it's still what, but there was a certain point where Theo's upsets were doing better than his locks. <laughs> yeah, because there were so many. And this week, this week I went oh for two. I got zero and two for my upset picks. And everyone was like, oh, you, you suck at these. None of the upsets hit. <laughs> there, there weren't any upsets. Not I a single done anything. Upset. <laughs> There's not a single I, I, upset this, today. Every team that was projected to, to win won. Maybe I'm a little shocked that the Chiefs won by 40. Yeah. That one was that a little, was little bit surprising. Bit. Um, and that's it. 
I no, like you, you look you look at the slate of games, Browns, Ravens, like the Browns were up to like twenty four to three. Like it, there were, for a long time that game was not close until like the last five minutes. There uh, there ended up being some good endings. Like yeah. all the games were were, you know, whatever, the favorites won. But the uh, the Bengals 49ers game ended really cool. Like that was a really good ending. Mm-hmm. The but I cannot believe the Ravens made it as close as they did. Made you yeah. sweat a little bit, Bladen, which we'll get into. <laughs> and then the Bills. So it's they the slate redeemed itself a little bit after the the first window. But um, let's get into some of those games. And well, I'll give you an excuse to talk about. We always talk about this is our weekly Browns segment. Weekly um, Browns got off must win game for them Absolutely. really, and and they all are. But yeah, this was this was a game that they almost blew it in the second half. So I don't know, Bladen, what I your mean, thoughts were on what went listen, wrong. Listen, I would not have been surprised if we blew it. It would have been a very Browns thing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Baker didn't look too bad. Baker didn't. didn't. Look, he didn't look I, too bad today. I wish we would. Run, I wish we would run the ball more. I, I I did not watch the whole game, admittedly, but from what I did watch, it looked like they were struggling a little bit. Um, Chubb was not at his best. I thought Chubb needed to get going north and south a little bit more than he was. He was kind of dancing. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a little bit of background to that. So Nick Chubb against the Ravens has been able to kind of dice them up on cutbacks, like the past few times that they've played. He'll like do like an outside power and he'll just be able to like cut back and take something like right up the seam and go like 80 yards for a touchdown. And he tried that a couple of times and every single time he like stepped into a defensive lineman. I think the Ravens just played to Nick Chubb really well. Um, but yeah. I still, I still wish like, why did Kareem Hunt was like really involved? Well, he got, he got banged up, didn't he? He got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. But like even before, like we got hurt like, pretty early in the game. I'm, I'm talking like the first drive. We came out and we just didn't run, and we ended up punting. Well, you guys averaged 3.4 yards a carry. I'm looking at the stats now. I, um, we didn't run the ball at all. Like early on in the game, I was just like, "Well, you know. went up the, early in the game is when you did good. Early in the day know, game was when you went up 24 to just, three or whatever it was. I know, and I'm maybe I'm nitpicking at that point." Um, I did like Dot Donovan Peoples Jones, real deal. That dude made an insane catch on the sideline. He is he is. I, I do. I, I like him, but um, all I'm saying is somehow I feel like I'm simultaneously hearing that's like all the Browns receivers are good individually, but sometimes no, it, it's ju- it's just Peoples Jones and like Higgins is all right. Um, Landry's not really all that great. Um, here's my all, question. all of our tight ends were hurt except for Hooper. So here's my question. The defensive player of the year award race is as close as I can remember it. Like it is a, there are so, I mean, JC Jackson has how many picks this year and he's not even getting a, an ounce of hype, right? I like he's Robert in in interceptions this year. Robert or. Quinn. I don't know how many sacks that dude has. He's not even getting a, 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 a smidgen of yeah. respect. There's a lot of guys who have a lot of stuff. Because like, there's Max, a lot Crosby's of, had a great year. And he deserves a smidgen, at least a smidgen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how many sacks he has. He's about to break the Bears' all-time single-season sack records. He's anyway, 12. he's got 12. Yeah, he's been really good. There's been a bunch of guys who have been really good. 
Um, but three especially have stood out, and mm-hmm. two of them were really good today. Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and TJ Watt. I can't pick. They're so good, all of them. And today I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's like before I was like, okay, like you look at Watts, like the, the counting stats and the, with the sacks and the, and the forced fumbles. And it's like, I know that, that the pass rush win rate and the pressure rate for Garrett is a little bit higher, but it seems a little bit hard to explain. Like, is that really what we want to go on over the more traditional sets? And then there's Micah Parsons and he looks so good today. And then Garrett had the touchdown. So yeah. do you guys have any opinion on, on where you're leaning for defensive player of the year? Here, because that's, here, I, that's I, I will I say this about. much. I will say this much. You cannot give it to Micah Parsons. Not, oh, not necessarily. Yes, you can. Not necessarily, not because he's not deserving of the award, but because TJ Watt and Miles Garrett are due. They are nope. both. I, nope. They are. There's no. There's no do. I. Be the I best in the season. And 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 are they not playing at that level? So so if it comes down to like it, it's too close. And you, and you have to decide on what has happened this season. No do. Screw that. And if I'm deciding on what's happened this season, I would. I'm probably well, still okay, leaning if, Miles. If you would give it, if you would give it the Miles or TJ, that's fine. And, and all yeah, I'm saying reality, is, if, all I'm saying is, if you come to like the end of the season and it is a tie, it is a. Not and you possible. like couldn't you couldn't possibly pick. Yes, okay. I, I so would if they not were all exactly perfectly dead. <laughs> then I would not pick Micah Parsons. Bogus. Sure. If if they're all exactly the same. This I would maybe I'll maybe say Watt for now, just because I, I think that he, pass rush win rate and pressure rate concerns me a little bit just because I, I love those stats. I think that I yeah. actually don't love pass rush win rate. Cause you'll look at three different websites and they'll have a different number, a different answer on what their win rate is. ESPN um, I'm pretty sure is the most trustworthy, but I could be, they wrong. are, but even then it's like, uh, what is like, what is it? So that's, yeah. that's kind of my, that's kind of my hesitation there. Um, double team rate again is something that is a little bit questionable on how much they can control it. Like, at the end of the day, I think like when you look back, history will remember like the high level impact plays, which makes me sort of lean Watt, but man, it's close. But I, Micah Parsons might be him, you know, like he, I'm not joking, is having maybe the best rookie season I've ever seen from anyone ever. <laughs> like, I, I am not kidding. You're not he that far is, off. <laughs> he's, he's, he's made, when I was doing my player review for him on TikTok and I was watching him as an edge rusher, I was like, this is the best edge rusher I've watched this year. He, he wins like more than anyone else wins. He just crushes guys. Not to mention he's been phenomenal off ball. Like, give me a break. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> he is so special. There were two plays in particular I watched in today's game against Washington where he just devoured an offensive lineman. Yeah, he's <laughs> just he's, totally annihilated him. If you were building a defense this for just this season, and you could start with one of those three players to build it, who would you take? That's tough. <laughs> it's, it's so tough. <laughs> it it might be Parsons. It might be he might be a bit be the best defensive Parsons player in football can this year. Probably do more than Watt and Garrett. Yes, he's a chess piece. He's been disruptive on the first and second levels of the field, he he lives to create havoc and who he's would done you, it every single game. 
maybe this is a different way. Who would you rather be game planning? Like, who's the one you would want to game plan against the least? Because it might be Parsons because he's so. It versatile. might be Parsons because he's so versatile. Yeah, we've yeah. got we've got more games to play, so I'm not worried about making this decision now. But I am very, very, very open to the idea of it being Parsons. Um, now, if somebody at the same time, I'm very much a counting stats fan. Like if TJ Watt goes absolutely nuts and he like breaks the sack record or gets really, really close to it. Yeah. Give it to him. Yes. Um, cool number. Nice. But <laughs> um, I think it's neck and neck and you just look at, you know, the rest of the season and whoever plays the best wins. I agree. We d- I'm glad we don't have to make the decision now, but it's like, man, oh, I haven't yeah. even talked about Garrett and Garrett's like right there. And he scored a touchdown today and he's so good. And it's it's such a good year for defensive players. There's been just stars everywhere. And like Ramsey's been great. Like Terrell has been great. It's it's been yes. it's been phenomenal for the defense. Um there's been some inconsistencies on the offensive side of the ball and figuring out which quarterbacks are good this year. But man, defense is is the defensive player this year. Yeah, it's been really cool. You know, I love Garrett. I'm a Browns fan. A little bit of bias. As you should. You- as you should. Well, yeah, listen, and you're, there's no issue with saying get I, I was, I was thinking about like, man, I need another Browns jersey. You know? And not not <laughs> because the one I bought is a Baker jersey. Um, <laughs> but like, am I wrong to get a Miles Garrett jersey? Like, <laughs> you know, as far, <laughs> as far as buying a Browns quarterback jersey goes, you've done pretty well with Baker. I think I think I did a great job. I think I did a great job because I I could have got I could have bought a Manziel jersey when they drafted. Everyone bought a Manziel jersey. Oh, I didn't. We live in Columbus. Well, you know, we we live in Columbus and we <laughs> yeah. go to Goodwill a lot. The number of Johnny Manziel jerseys <laughs> I have seen is absolutely ridiculous. You'll go, there'll be like three at one store. That's, That's funny. Brutal. <laughs> but I, I will say, you know, I, a couple weeks ago, I said they absolutely had to beat the Ravens. Like this was the game, yes. um, and I don't want to discredit them at all. But it does kind of feel like you needed the moon and the stars <laughs> to beat them by two. Like I don't know Lamar, about that. I don't think because by week at home, Lamar hurt. You you have to stop them on a final drive and win by two against the backup quarterback. It's a win against a tough team, um, but I don't know if I'm like crazy crazy impressed. That's true, but I thought that the game was a little bit. It was it was a little bit more lopsided than the score indicates. I mean, the Browns really really were in control of that game. I thought it was a little bit the Ravens needed a lot of luck to make the score as close as it well, was. So what like what what luck happened? Um Rashad Bateman got away with an offensive pass interference. Hungry and Williams. he made a great he made a great catch, but that's the player doing something great. So that's not really yes. luck, is it? Yeah, that's it's skill. just like the Ravens kind of game I don't, came back. It, they did kind of come back, but and I, it's not like I, Yeah. They needed the like, onside kick. I'll, I'll, onside, I've been thinking a lot about this type of stuff lately where it's like, is an onside kick luck? It's like, yes, but you can be better at getting onside kicks. So I don't know. I, I'm, I kind of, I'm 50 50 on this one, right? Like, I think I would onside say kick that is luck. I would say that the bounce is luck for sure, but uh, you can execute an onside kick well. 
And it, you do need to kind of, to kind of bounce your way. So it's some luck. And I guess you need some luck to win any NFL game. But sure. um, the Ravens did have the ball with a minute down two. And with Justin that, Tucker. That, it's not like... It's not like they made it closer, but they were never actually in it. They were always like, man, they need, they're not actually in it. They were in it. They did get themselves yeah. back into the game. So I would say that the game actually was close. I suppose that's. I true. see where you're coming from. I see, I see where you're coming from for sure. But the Browns, and, uh, the, the, they think, made it close, uh, but maybe the Browns. Yeah, I, the Browns kind of control their own just destiny now. So it is what it is for them. And especially, this was, especially with the Bengals losing. Yeah, uh, it was a great week for them. Everything went right, so they control their own destiny now. Will they be able to capitalize on it? I don't know. Right, sure. right now, I might lean no, is, but it's a lot more likely than it was. Raiders, last week. Packers, Steelers, Bengals is a very interesting schedule. I see a lot of winnable games there. I mean, no, the Packers the, is going to be really I tough. At the beginning, at the beginning of the season, <laughs> I remember you said you wanted to ruin my Christmas. Yeah, this uh, might be do. a very ruinable Christmas game. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a big one. They're going to need it's to gonna win. Be, they're going to need to win. Anyway, let's get into some... Out, but yeah. We'll get into some of the other games here. I want to talk a little bit more about the Cowboys. I, I do. I, I, I talked already about Parsons and how I think that he is absolutely special in the conversation for best player in football year one or best defensive player in football year one. Um, I guess I guess Donald is still probably that, but defensive player of the year in, in yes. year one. He's He's amazing. But who else is amazing is Randy Gregory. And he came back today and changed the game with that pick. Amazing play. Demarcus Lawrence is back and he's perennially underrated because the sack numbers aren't quite there. But his impact of the game felt. Gallimore came back and he's a defensive tackle. And that's the kind of the one weakness you saw on that front is that interior defensive line position. He's back and played a really solid game. Steamrolled the center. You look at, you know, the corners and Trayvon Diggs is Trayvon Diggs, very decisive, but probably overall a net positive. And Anthony Brown uh, is is good, and and they they've got a good cornerback room. Safeties are a little bit questionable, but overall, defense won them the game today. And they were in early in the season. Defense was winning them games. Dangerous team on defense. Plus, the offense has. Cooper and Lamb and Dak and the offensive line and Pollard and Zeke. Like and Cooper's not they, even 100% right now. Yes. It, it's, it, they are kind of a sleeping contender because I don't think anyone really looks yes. at the Cowboys and says that should be a Super Bowl favorite. That's a team that's going to go on a run. But man, if they can get these games where everyone clicks and I don't trust McCarthy, <laughs> I don't in the playoffs. I don't trust their, Mike McCarthy. But they are a, kind of a sleeping giant where they have the potential to just run anyone out of town. And and today, just the the full capacity of that defense was they kind was of are. I mean, if the if the defense is cooking and you got the receivers and the offensive line and the backs, I think the guy who's been a little inconsistent, honestly, and I know this because he's on my fantasy team, um, <laughs> is Dak Prescott, dude. Yeah, um, you got to play four. Probably four since they're in the NFC. I don't think they're going to be a one seed, right? I don't have the standings up in front of me, but mm-hmm. got to play yeah, four probably not really good ones. Um, yep. And he does not have a ton of playoff experience. So that's probably the big thing for them. But if the defense can keep cooking like this, there's no reason why they can't go on a run. They're not the, you're right. They're not the favorites, 
but there's no there's no team where you're like, yeah, they're just huge dogs to them. They can be if you put them in the AFC, if you put them in the AFC, they're the one. They would probably be the best team there by a pretty decent margin. Uh, In the NFC, there's a couple teams better than them. If they can get to the Super Bowl, here's here's the thing. Like with the NFC, there are probably three, maybe four teams that if they made the Super Bowl, I would absolutely pick them to win. I don't care who they're matched up against. Right, Um, and that's probably the Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, and maybe Green Bay. I think I kind of think that it's and Cardinals having a week AFC overall. I was like, I know I'm forgetting some with one or two teams that you are like, yeah, maybe they can contend probably bodes better for the AFC winning the Super Bowl <laughs> because I would rather not have to go through the absolute ridiculous gauntlet of like, oh, I have to play Rams, Bucks, Packers, and then I have to go play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, whereas that's with fair. the Chiefs, you know, or, or the Patriots, are going to get a bye week and then they're going to get to play like who knows and then who knows and yeah, maybe maybe they, maybe you play like the Raiders. <laughs> like, probably not after the performance yeah, today. Actually, We're it's talking true, about, true. Let's transition over to, the, to that game. Chiefs talking defense. about defense. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Good, <laughs> good. It's good now. That's fun. Uh, it's, that's yeah. terrifying. So the logo stomping, real quick. The problem yeah, with the logo stomping is not that. Um, is not that like it's just stupid or it's giving the other team bulletin board material or you know it it's just that it's it like it's silly it's a silly thing to like okay dude you're oh who cares i think it's, it's a lot it's, cooler it's to, to celebrate on your own logo like going your own logo goofy. to like praise your own logo is a lot right like trying to thrash someone else's i think celebrating on someone else's logo is a little goofy i guess i get it i guess i get it but i don't know you want to like i'm sure it was a coaching thing like let's go get some energy before the game like let's let's as a group yeah go but here's what i my favorite example of this that i've ever seen i believe it was college football maybe georgia versus florida georgia scored the opening touchdown and the entire bench cleared and they all celebrated in the end zone after the first touchdown. Like every, they drew the excessive celebration, cool. and they were like, "They were like, we don't care. We scored this touchdown. The entire team was hyped in the end zone." That's and awesome. that, to me, was like cool. the way. If you want to do that, that's the way you do it. Um, well, but that's again a co- more of a college thing than a professional athlete thing. Like you're in the National Football League. And it just seems a little childish to go scuff up the logo. <laughs> it's like You're I'm gonna go grown. stomp on their on their logo. It's like oh, <laughs> there's like okay. a, there's probably like some 35 year olds doing that. Like, come you, on, dude. Are you a- watching? Are you watching the Packers game? I've got it on in the background. Yeah, it looks like the game's pretty well in hand. So another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. An onside kick just happened. I want you to watch it if you haven't already. (laughs) 
See, here's here's the problem with the Raiders though, and that that like that oh when first time we score a touchdown we'll go celebrate. Yeah, that would not have happened till they had already let up thirty five points, and it would have been (laughs) the third quarter. So it did right. Yeah, no, the Chiefs blew them out, and and they're just swarming right now. That defense, and I I noticed this early in the season um, against the Chargers. Just miscommunicate. Tyron Matthew, all those those plays with with his oh boy, <laughs> you see it. Yeah, I see the onside <laughs> kick that just happened, dude. Our special teams, man. I'm going on a tirade. This is hilarious. If you are watching this game, tell me this is not the worst display of special teams you have ever seen in your life. What oh, has happened? You, we've allowed a 97 yard punt return for a touchdown. We our our kick returner like caught the ball and went out of bounds at the five or like batted it out of bounds at the five when it should have been uh, just gone out of bounds and we get it at the 40 yard line. We had a muffed punt. We've had an onside kick returned for a touchdown. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen it. The touchdown got called back, but okay. Still, I don't care. They're still happening. You see them in front of you. We've lucked into a couple of these things, not counting, but still, the amount of the of special teams gaffes and errors is is absolutely comical, and I've seen some horrible special teams moments for the Packers, and we're bad every single year. This is the disaster class of all time that we are witnessing here, and we still are winning this game, forty five to thirty. This is the type of special teams is the type of thing where it's like, oh, it's a third of the game. It's not. It's it's not, not. a third of the game, but it's like a fifth. It's it like is the type of thing where you can convince yourself that it's like, oh, it's no big deal. And then it comes back to bite you, especially when you have to play four really tough teams in a row and yeah. they're all going to be close games. Um, yes. Cause it, I mean, there's that, what that 2010 chargers team or whatever is a good example of they had the number one offense, number yes. one defense and make the playoffs. Um so yeah, like that does make me a little teams bit of all time. <laughs> something tells me it won't be like not such a big deal at some point. Like, cause this, this game, it's like, well, whatever most games it would not be. Yeah, no, we, no, we can't not. expect to win most games like this. It's if, anyway, if, this yeah, is a tangent. Were, yeah. Let's get back to Raiders. <laughs> um, is Mahomes MVP? No, he has not been that good this year. Uh, Bladen, oh, we have this argument. Mom? Well, no, because, because I'm kind of he has kind of been to make a comeback. He has kind of started to make a comeback, but I mean the Broncos game wasn't good. The Cowboys game right before it wasn't that good in terms of the offense. They got off to a bad start. To say that he's been better than Rodgers this year or Brady or even okay, like let me, Herbert. Let me rephrase that because I don't even have him as my MVP. Does he have a shot at okay. it? Four games, five games to go, whatever. Man, I mean, if, if he if he was like five touchdowns a game, sure. Wow. I don't. I think there's a shot at it if they end up as the one seed and he just carries them to it. Um, and and maybe Brady keeps throwing some picks. I know he's had some turnovers. Maybe Rogers is is in it, but he hasn't gotten the buzz. So one disaster Rogers game could kind of take him out of it. So I, I don't think the think, chances are zero for Mahomes, but he just has not deserved it. Nobody so far. is getting nobody's getting the buzz right now, and that right. makes me no, very because there's no clear winner. 
They're you know what what I think they're gonna do. No clear winner. They're gonna give it to Brady because that's the coolest storyline. No, the coolest guy to give MVP to is Jonathan Taylor. No, no. <laughs> come on, no. man. No, they I don't want to give it. To actually, I wish I could get on. Actually, board. no. The coolest guy to do would be Cooper Cup. <laughs> that would be very funny. And that would be it's that would be awesome. Be, it's something that oh. should be talked about if he breaks the all-time receiving yards record, and the Rams yes. are really good. I'm starting he might. that. He and that is now that's not a bad narrative and i'm surprised the Cooper we cup is worse than 90 percent of nfl wide receivers narrative already you've got everybody you, you can't push that like, narrative theo start I going can, back though. on that take right now <laughs> so oh, i'm not pushing him to win mvp I, I, he's he's oh, i don't oh, want no, him to I'm win tweet, mvp I'm, tweet, I'm tweeting this out right now cooper cup should win mvp they've got four games left <laughs> how many yards does he have how far off is he he's Probably at about 1,200, 1,300. I mean, that's not going to get him guess. there, is it? He's going to need he's gonna need to really ball out. He's a little bit behind pace then, unless I'm dumb. Mm. I think he is maybe a little bit beyond, behind pace. But he's been really – he's going to put up some ridiculous numbers. Anyway, <laughs> we are so off topic for the Chiefs. I guess we talked about Mahomes. But the defense has been probably maybe the best – uh, so the best in the league since maybe week six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in the middle of the season there. I'm not quite sure when they flipped that switch. Maybe the Giants game. I know they, they played pretty well in that game. And again, early in the season, this defense was confused constantly. Where do we go? Movement before the snap. Things not being settled. Tyron Matthew was a meme because he always had his hands up like, what are you doing? Those were the moments where it was like, okay, this this isn't that they don't have any players. They do have players. They just don't know what they're doing. And now they do know what they're doing, and they are just winning games solely because of their defense. It's crazy. Oh my gosh, what a pick by the Packers. Uh, and um, it is, I'm watching that live. That was really nice by number 39, Chandon Sullivan. And Frank Clark has gotten back to that place where he was when they won the Super Bowl. That's been huge. Um they're playing Chris Jones. Like he's been just straight up steamrolling some guys. So they had this experiment of him on the playing end, and he still does it a little bit, but um he's really stepped up his play, whether he's gotten used to that a little bit or they've moved him back inside. It's it's a lot better. Bolton is a rookie who's been playing well recently, especially starting in that Tennessee game where he was the only guy who came to play. Honey Badger has been he was an impact player today. He's not he doesn't have his hands in the air so much anymore. Uh, they, they just they they always had the guys. They always had the guys. They just didn't have those even guys. Da- even Daniel Sorensen hasn't been a liability. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, they just got the scheme. Those guys now know the scheme a little bit better. So, if the Chiefs had been playing like this all year, do you think right now the narrative would be that they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl again? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Um, I mean, I mean, yes. okay. Do you think they're going to stop playing like this? I, I, I still don't trust the offense. I, st- I don't. I, I, I think they're a little bit because they've been winning games. They have been, you know, like, oh, the Chiefs are back, but the offense has not been back. They weren't back in the Broncos game. They weren't back in the Packers game. They weren't back in the Dallas game. So, like, that's the one thing, and, and I still think they can flip a switch. They were pretty good today. Um, they were, they've been good against the Raiders both time. Really good. They've looked back, but that, that offense does give me some pause. And I think that there's multiple teams in the NFC that I would take over them, but in the AFC, yeah. 
I think maybe the, the, the Patriots could give them a lot of trouble, but outside of that, I'm not I, sure. That I think the Bills could threat. too. They beat yeah, them the early Bills, in this the year. The Bills are fighting to make the playoffs right the, now. The they're Bills, not, they're second, no the Bills second, the Bills secondary is good though. That Bills secondary can make plays. Yeah, they've got the where really the good Bills, safety where the duo. Bills struggle where the Bills struggle is teams that can run the ball really well. The Bills are interesting. They cannot they cannot run the football with anyone outside of Josh Allen, and they they didn't even try today. And Josh Allen had a great day running the football, but man, it's tough to just do that with your quarterback week in and week out. He's going to get tired. He's going to get exhausted. He's going to get hurt. You know, that's it's just. We, I guess mobile quarterbacks, it doesn't always happen. But, it, it, um, I think it's different with Allen because Allen... Allen is a little bit Allen's more using his Yeah, he's using his size. And yeah, like, Allen even and though he Lamar has it, and Kyler are a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, the Bills just can't run the foot... Can't really run the football consistently. The offensive line is not very good. Really, outside of Diggs, the wide receivers have been underwhelming. And even Diggs has been a little bit underwhelming. So there's a lot of things wrong with it. And it's kind of the same deal as the chiefs and Mahomes, where they go to guys go too high on him and take away the big plays. And it's like, okay, Mr. Big play, let's make some short intermediate consistent, like little things. And, and sometimes they just can't do it. And it's been kind of the same book with the, with the bills and the chiefs. And that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'd like, like I said, there's just no guarantee to me. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. They get the Panthers and the Falcons and the Jets. Win, win. <laughs> They're probably yeah. okay. Yeah. They'll probably be all right, but there's the seventh seed right now, unless I'm dumb. Um, no, you are. Tied with a couple of teams. Yeah. They so, are. I mean, that's my Super Bowl pick. I just, <laughs> it, I just, it feels like, well, it was. Um, yeah. It just it's feels fun. like there's so many teams that are more complete than them right now. There's so many teams. You're like, they can just do more. Who yeah. would you take the would you take the Browns or the Bills right now? Bills. That's that's tough. That's that's a <laughs> tough one for me. Bills. I might go Browns. I, I might go Browns. I, I Browns really do defense think the has Bills looked are limited. good. The Browns defense the, has looked good at times. Like really I trust good. their pass I trust their pass rush a little bit more. I trust their second uh, the safeties are the difference between the Brown safety and the Bills safeties are hilariously big. That's like the best safety duo versus like some really poor safety play. It's a tough one. I, I, Jordan but the Poyer, Browns, Micah, Micah, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, former Brown, Brown's legend, actually was well, terrible. We know that Micah is a former backer, but that's a really good question. And it's and again, the AFC is interesting because you've got a bunch of teams that that could be really good, but they just uh, aren't. <laughs> Ravens, yeah. like, I don't know. Browns, Bills. There's, there's a the bunch Bills of like, have, yeah, they've got a nice rush defense. Um, and then I don't really trust Baker to beat those safeties a ton, I guess, or the receivers. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they do a good job defensively, and I trust the Bills to make a, a play a little bit more. But yeah, that one could go either way for sure. I, I, I don't disagree. Stop, I don't trust the Bills to stop Nick Chubb. <laughs> Keep it a thousand, like. Well, the Ravens maybe. I don't trust easily. them to rush. I don't trust them to really get home against like rushing the passer. I don't trust their pass rush and their corners. I thought their corners held up all right today uh, with Tre'Davious White with a torn ACL. I thought their corners actually held up pretty good today. No, no um, I mean the Bills' rush defense is good. They don't have to completely shut down Chubb, and I don't think they would. But um, I think I, I think I would take the Bills. 
Yeah. Tremaine sure. Edwins also sucks, man. He made the Pro Bowls <laughs> the last two years. I don't know how. The dude's not good. He he made it because he's young and he gets a lot of tackles. Scrub. The dude can't play. <laughs> he can't play. He's he can't cover. He's he he's his IQ is low. He's not a good cover guy. He picks the wrong gaps. He's he's like Milano is there. Milano's a way better player than than Tremaine Edmonds is. And last year and the year before that, Milano was a better player. I mean, he was kind of hurt last year. Milano was. But the defense yeah, but- fell apart when Milano was out. Milano's the guy on that Bills defense. The linebacker is actually good. Klein is not. Edmonds is not. Edmonds is just funny because he's been in the league forever, like he's four years 15. now. And he's only 15 years old. He's much like a 40-year NFL career, and he's going to probably Much like Jason Tatum, he's only 19 years old. <laughs> only but, uh, he's Jason Tatum, still only 19 years old. Same with Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> But like one of these years, you're gonna actually have to be good, Tremaine Edmonds. And I don't—he made the Pro Bowl, but he hasn't actually been good. It's very funny. He's gonna—he's gonna be like the only player to get to his second contract and still be able to like show flashes and not yeah. actually like <laughs> still get like him and Darnold. Him and Darnold. Darnold is still younger than whatever you want to say. He's younger than Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he's—he's he's young, and that's uh. <laughs> It's about, it's about it. all you can say about him. <laughs> anyway, um, we, Bills. we've talked about we've talked about a lot of these games. One game that we haven't talked about. I think this is a good segue into which coaches are uh, due to be fired: the Titans and the Jaguars. The Jaguars lost twenty to nothing. All I would yeah. like we were big. I don't. I don't. I don't like to toot my own horn all the time. Oh, I do. I, I love this. To I believe own. this podcast was very anti-urban. Yes. Um, and that that take has aged. Not even like fine wine because fine wine takes a long time to age well, and that take is not. <laughs> um, it has been amazingly bad. Um, the worst I've ever and seen. You, and you were like, you you um, texted and you you were like, yeah, I would rather. Have Hugh Jackson? Because I asked you this, I'd rather have Hugh Jackson than Urban. And at first, I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't know about that." But what, what more could Urban do? I, I would rather have Hugh Jackson just because he's like a good, a, a nice guy. Like people like. I don't know Hugh about Jackson. that. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if the Jaguars would have I, I, if they had Kaiser. I remember, I, like in the Browns when he was when he was at the Browns, it was like at least he's like cool. Urban, <laughs> you know, like, it's amazing. I mean, when he first got hired, what did he do? He hired a strength and conditioning coach that ended up being racist. And I think people knew that beforehand. And then they're like, hey, wait a minute. That guy's that guy's evil. And then they like cut him a couple of weeks later. He signed Tim Tebow. Obviously got caught wow. at the strip club. After the first preseason game and just in general early in the season, he looked like he was about to keel over and die anytime anything bad happened. His body language was horrific. He can't design. His play calling has been horrible. He's been asked about the team and like, yo, what's going on with uh, with James Robinson? And he's been like, I don't know. Br- what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it happens every week. Beats me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you realize oh you're the you're, the you're the main guy. You're in charge. You're in. Tra- he, who's in charge he here? Plays, you. <laughs> he plays some absolutely ridiculous favorites, like the Tebow signing, just because. Just because Tebow played for him at Florida, Carlos Hyde, who I like, is getting he, he's so quick to bench Robinson because the guy behind them is he played for him at Ohio State. Yes. That's why. It's I mean, hilarious. Carlos, 
it's, and it's just it's just a bunch of stuff like that. Like if he is still on the team next year, which I find a hard time believing, bro, I that find guy is going to that guy is going to find a way to get Chris Olave. I don't know how that Dude. would exactly work out, but he'll do it. <laughs> well, what about not yeah. be a bad pick? But it wouldn't. I mean, Wilson would probably be the guy you'd rather have. But it's it's insane. And Lawrence has not been good this season. He's thrown what nine touchdowns and twelve interceptions. I believe it is four today. You don't do that without being a little bit bad. And it's true. He has been, he hasn't been accurate. Um, and he's been a little bit bad. The ball placement has not been there, but dude, I don't that he was the golden ticket man. And he has a huge arm and it, he doesn't take many sacks and he's smart and he's, he's down to earth and he's all these things. And they just screwed him. <laughs> they screwed it up in a you way know, that that's, I, in that's a, the, the most colossal way possible. I, I would get it. If we knew if we were like, Oh, well, Trevor Lawrence, you know, kind of an airhead, not really all there. Then you would be like, yeah, I can see how, why the progression would take some time. But the fact that he has looked basically the same since week one, that speaks so poorly to but how he well has the it. coaching season. I would Come even on. disagree because because early he threw, well, this year was a bad day to make this point, but early in the year he was like leading the league in touchdowns. And then he threw like one or or interceptions. He was like leading the league in interceptions. I guess and then he true. threw like he threw like one in the whole month of November. So it's like you're, he's even like cut down on the turnover parts of his game. It's just the big plays haven't been created. So he's even showing improvement. He's already got some elite in, traits in the pocket. In spite of this coaching staff. Yeah, right. And, and, and so I was like, the, rec- the yeah. receivers, if I have to see one more three Stooges esque clip out of them, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to tell Yo. you. Like, it's just it's, it's brutal. I mean, they're running in. You you brought this up, I think, last episode. But yeah, they're like running into each other, like tripping over each other on routes. There's four games left in the season. Yeah, um, and this is like a regular occurrence. This isn't like it happens every game. It happens yeah. three. And today was the worst one when Lavisca and Lavisca Chanel is is my public enemy number one when it comes to running into his guy. It all Lavisca seems to be involved in, in it a lot. So I don't know if it's his fault or whose fault exactly it is, but it's some someone. I know that someone can do a better job, and I don't. I don't think it's Schottenheimer because I think Ryan Schottenheimer is a decent OC. Like it, he led a lot of really good offenses in Seattle. Um, there are some. There are some fundamental differences on how he wanted to approach things with Pete Carroll, but I know the offensive coordinator can design a good offense. I know that he has designed it before with the wide receivers not running into each other. I, I suspect it's Urban Meyer because he's just been such a clown show. I, yeah. I suspect he's the one in charge. I blame him. He's the one I blame. And he will not... I'm I'm shocked he hasn't quit because he looks miserable. He sounds miserable. I mean, after the game today, like, Vrabel, who was, I think, worked with him at Ohio State, was like, you know, congrats, good game coach. He basically just blew him off and went right to the, to the t- tunnel and left. I mean, he just seems like he's having the worst time. So I don't even know why he wants to be there. I don't think anyone wants him to be there. He will not be back next year. That is a stone cold guarantee. Where and, well, we're talking about coaches that will be fired. Yeah, and he he does not adjust well to who's on his team. Urban Meyer is a great recruiter, um, and that's that's his big strength as a coach. Um, and even then, Ohio State was only able to win a championship with him. Um, in the in the year where they had um, Tom Herman calling plays, and they just had had the right other coaches around him to make it work, but uh, 
you know, he, he could get talent there, but he was not some like extreme plus in game coach. And you're talking about um, him looking stressed out. There are some hilarious clips from some of the Ohio State Michigan games where he is like, they barely win and he like collapses oh, to the ground. 2016. Well, then the, 2016. He had to retire <laughs> because they were like, dude, your he, heart, <laughs> your heart yeah. can't take this. And he came back. He's get this. The season is knocked 10 years off his life. It's knocked <laughs> one year off my life trying to sort out what's going on. <laughs> he should get fired. Next coach. Next coach. That's um, I do have that. one there, more thing. Okay. One, one more. more thing. Okay. One more, Matt. I have decided my new fantasy, my stay hot team did not do well. Um, no, I'm fully invested in my basketball. None of ours fantasy really team that's balling right now. Um, but my new fantasy perspective is that do not draft players who play for coaches you don't trust because a guy can be really talented. <laughs> James Robinson. Yeah. It's like, and that that's really the problem. He like how many good fantasy, like your odds of drafting a good fantasy player who's on a bad team who isn't coached well is, is really bad. And I know that seems like simple advice, but um, I don't trust workload anymore. I want, I want guys who play for coaches that I, I trust can get the most out of them. Uh, I mean, James Robinson had four yards today on six carries and he was still the Jaguars leading rusher. So damn, Rough. that is a tough, 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 tough scene, but yes, it's, James Robinson, I don't know what they're doing with him. He's been a really good running back. I'm going to cast my Pro Bowl vote after tomorrow, after the Monday night games, when all the buys are done. Yeah. James Robinson might be, might be on that they team, hate, might be on that vote, they but they him, just hate, they hate his they ass. Hate, they they've hate. done nothing, but like they drafted ETN and then he got hurt and they're still not giving him the work because of Carlos Hyde. Yep. Who is, they hate I his, mean, they hate like him. 15 teams, right? Uh, it's, Seems like a nice guy. Too. I don't know what he, uh, what could he possibly have done to Urban? No clue. But um, it's not there fair. are two coaches that, in the game we just watched, should be fired. The first is Matt Nagy, obviously. The second is the uh, Packers special teams coach. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. someone, Matt, someone's got to be Matt Nagy. Um, I mean, we already knew he should be fired. How in the world did you put on a special teams masterclass and you still managed to lose by 15? They, they yeah, often yeah, say that if you can score a special teams touchdown, your like odds of winning skyrocket or whatever. And it just didn't happen. They just kept, they just kept finding ways to fall down. I wonder and how many teams have scored multiple special teams touchdowns in and lost. In the NFL and lost. I, <laughs> well, I they almost scored three. They almost That's scored what I'm three. Saying. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Back. And then if you're the Packers, you should have won like, you should have won by like 30. That, yeah. that game should have never been close. Not even a little bit. We all locked this. We all locked Green Bay for a reason. This game should have never been close. And yet your special teams, you know, blunders, just horrendous stuff kept yeah. Chicago in the game. We, we talked about this a little bit earlier when that onside kick happened, yeah. which ended up not mattering, but still, yes. But as far as Nagy goes, I mean, He's someone you got to vibe check your coaches. I think, <laughs> I think like you want your coaches to be likable dudes and guys that you have respect for. Nagy has never seemed that way to me. Every time he's at the press conference, he, he just doesn't seem like if I had my list of guys I'd want to play for, Nagy is kind of low on that list. So that's kind of what I, I, I he doesn't seem 
like a big motivator. And again, this is from an outsider's perspective, but Mitch Trubisky said this after he went to Buffalo. It's nice to be in a place where they care about your development or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. So clearly the coaching staff didn't really seem to be the greatest to some of the old players, or at least in their opinion. You know, Fields and, in some of the games this year, like just putting him in bad spots, bad routes, just bad play calling. Bill Lazor will occasionally call plays and the team will look markedly better than when Matt Nagy was doing it. Mm-hmm. What's he there for? And what has he shown to stay? Well, I mean, I do agree. Like the number one job of a coach is to uh, keep the vibes in check of your NFL team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's not complicated with Nagy. They put together a pretty good team. He failed to develop a quarterback, didn't do it with Trubisky. And it's, I'm not counting out fields in the slightest, but he's not put fields in a good position to win. And that development quote is probably all you need to know. If you can't develop a quarterback, you can't be a head coach in the NFL. You need a quarterback. Unless you're a defensive guy, in which case, and they had Fangio. And that's when they were a powerhouse is when they had Fangio and that defense yep. was so good. They did sneak into the playoffs one other year, but they were, it was the year with the first year with the seven seed. And they got blown out by the Saints, and it was they performed horribly. So like, like, what is that? Five hundred, right? Yeah, they were like five hundred. Like, what is that really? Yeah. So that Um, great. Yeah, nice job. You made the playoffs. But what what is he as an offense? As an offensive genius, as a quarterback guru, what has he done? Nothing. Nothing at all. So yeah, easy. Absolutely gone. And then your back, your backers. You already know. We don't need to. I don't need. I don't need to. torture you anymore with reminding you of hey, we want we put up 45 points so i'm not in the worst yeah. mood but it's just hilarious how bad special teams it, it is hilarious. it's an important part of the game because had you not been playing the bears you would have lost yes we have we have been over this next coach next coach there's no, some other teams you could have been this. playing um, the jets that you probably <laughs> like, still would have beaten had you been, like, like, had you been playing a good team oh uh, my carolina panthers coached by matt rule um, Luckily, the problem at the Carolina Panthers, the cancer that had been infecting the organization, Joe Brady, that monster is gone. He was always the issue. And now there's nothing but glorious prosperity ahead. Am I right on that, Matt? I kind of believe that Joe Brady was crowned as like a great coach. And it's like, oh, he's going to be a head coach before he had even done absolutely anything in the NFL. And I don't think that Brady is going to go. But he will find another spot and he'll probably be good there. But he didn't do a good job in Carolina. Make no two ways about it. Um, you know, you can say, oh, he didn't have a good quarterback. He didn't have a good offensive line. But I fully believe he was involved um, in the decision-making process about who to bring in. And if they did a terrible job bringing in players, it's on them. Um, Matt Rule just just does silly stuff. And his handling of the quarterback position has been same thing with Nagy hit, but his handling of the quarterback position has been so laughably bad. They have $35 million tied up into quarterbacks who do not play for them. Right. Like who aren't playing it's Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. And it's not even that they're just not playing for no good. He's already, he has already missed two times. And we're not even through his second year. And then, and I'll admit, Cam did not play well today. Cam has been shaky. And you can say it's like, no offensive, you know, all this crap. I'm not even going to make excuses for him. But doing this crap where we go from Cam to PJ to back to Cam, unserious, unserious. The defense, and he's supposed to be this great defensive mind, falling apart. Been a disaster. 
I mean, they could still easily be in the playoff hunt if their defense could get it together. Um, and it's just watching this season has been frustrating. Do you know how many times the Panthers have started off like they're three and oh, they're four and two, and then they just never win another game? You know, the la- I don't think this team has won a game in December in two, three years. I don't remember <laughs> the last time they won a game in December. I'm, I, it might not be in since 2017. It's a bizarre, it's bizarre. Um, so I, I, I think it's the same thing quarter and, and, and doing all this stuff and leaving Cam, like, you know, screwing over cam and then coming back to him. It's just, I think I, I have, I find it hard to believe that he hasn't lost the locker room a little bit and the court, the handling of the quarterback position could not have been worse. And they're screwed for next year because they owe Darnold 18 million and we're going to get to the second round and we should have like the, you know, the 38th pick or the 40th pick or whatever. And we're not going to have it because of a quarterback that will probably want to use a pick to trade away to free up money. So, you know what Matt rules record at Baylor was? No, it was 19 and 20. He had a losing record at Baylor. Yep. And now he has had, he's been the head coach of maybe the second most unserious team in the NFL behind the Jaguars. I mean, the moves they have made in the offensive line room and the quarterback room are just hilarious, mind-bogglingly bad. It, and it, no it, other team is doing it. Like the Panthers are not viewed as just this joke of an organization. They're not like the like sorry played in the Browns can be the Jaguars are. Um, some of the bottom feeders. The the Panthers are not viewed in that regard, or at least the Browns used to be. They have been just as bad as anyone has in terms of their decision-making over the past couple of years. Yep. And their leader has been Matt rule during that time. And maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's the GM, but I, the coaching staff, the head man who didn't have a winning record in college and has a bad record. Now it, it's a, what do you do here? What exactly do you do here? You know, yep. what, I, what, what are you good at? The Bridgewater move? I can even understand, but like, I'm sorry, dude. Trading a second and a fourth for Darnold is just so and ex- the fifth year extension. It's just brutal. And the the offensive line moves they signed two of the worst offensive linemen who got playing time, and that was known when they signed them. But they gave them like real contracts. They owe those guys fifteen million dollars next year, and they can only save five million by cutting them both. This is um oh Cameron Irving and Pat Elfline who we're talking about. Yes. I know awful guys who had failed out of multiple teams. So it just doesn't like, and then the offensive line is the worst in the league. Their quarterback situation is the worst in the league. One of the worst in the leagues. One of the worst in the league. I mean, and And they let Curtis Samuel walk who signed for far less than they paid those two offensive linemen who have done nothing. And then they spent their second round pick on Terrence Marshall Jr. Who I still have a healthy scratch. Thing, this healthy scratch and they spent yeah exactly. and they spent their their third third round pick on cj henderson and a second round pick on darnold and both are bad both one are, hilariously yeah. bad yeah so you're spending all these picks on and when you trade you should be getting a known commodity that is the why you do it when you trade something you're like i'm gonna kind of sacrifice potential for something that is good right now so when you're trading things for and then you just get something bad in return you're just wasting time and, and money and contract because they're already halfway through their contract or whatever. It's it's hilarious how bad they are. So yeah, Matt Rule. They tried to be the Rams and they fucked it up. 
really yeah, bad. I, I would just say <laughs> my thing with them is like, and I, you know, you might be like, oh, will you really fire a guy after two years? What message does that send from Tepper? But it would be one thing if it was good process and the results hadn't turned out. This has been horrible process. Right. If you sign these two terrible offensive linemen who nobody wants for real contracts, it better work. If you sign a quarterback <laughs> or trade for a quarterback who has been terrible so far, it better work. You can't do all that crap and be like, well, we're going to make it work. And then if you don't be like, oh, I need another chance. No, no. And this is GM stuff, too. So I don't know who the GM is, but he's gone. And then the coaching stuff, it's also on him because I believe he's consulted. But his like reasoning for fire, firing Joe Brady is like, we got to run it 33 times a game. Like, hello? <laughs> with with McCaffrey, you realize that's why probably why he gets hurt all the time, right? Like, it you is can't. why he gets hurt all the time. Right. And like, Chuba, like that's just not... That arbitrary goal is probably not the number one way to win a football game. Oh, like if you want to, yeah, he gives the when we have this many rushing attempts thing, we win the yeah. games. But the reason that is is because not because the running is what wins you the game, but when you're winning a game, you're more likely to run. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just like those arbitrary goals of like an insane, right? And it's like I'm ball for winning the game on the ground if that's what floats your boat. Like, go ahead and do it. It's working pretty well this year for a lot of the top seeds, but. If it's not there, it's not there. Don't force some a round peg in a square hole, and that's what they've done. So, rule gone. We got some other guys on this list here. We've spent a lot of time on these two. But one more I want to talk about is Joe Judge and Mike Zimmer. Those are two more that I can think of. And I mean, I Joe think, Judge is just like, I mean, that one's almost not even. It's, we, it's we've not we've ne- talked about it before. I, both of these that guys are kind of non negotiable. Zimmer, I have some respect for. Zimmer, I think, is not... We've talked about some hilarious clown shows in, yes. in Meyer and I think Judge and and Rule, for, for starters. Zimmer is not a hilarious clown show. Dude is a really good defensive mind. Really good. And if you, if you, if you don't think that, I mean, look at some of the third down blitzes he creates. Look at some of the defenses he's had. Look at some of the guys he's developed. He is a good defensive mind. A good one. But at some point, you gotta. The goal is to win a Super Bowl, and at some point, you gotta look at your head coach and and your infrastructure and say, "Is this capable of being the best in the league, the best in the whole league?" And with Zimmer, I think the answer is no. You've ran it through enough times where you have a pretty good idea that upgrades are possible, and you had mm-hmm. a good run. But with him, it's just kind of his time and you've seen what he is and it's not quite good enough and if i was a team i'd hire him and he will be a great defensive coordinator for someone yeah he is not out of the league he is he is a he belongs as a defensive mind in this league but you need something a little if, if bit you know, more you know who vikings fans on twitter always i always see them complaining about the way he manages games yes and like I think Bengals fans kind of have that same problem with Zach Taylor. They're just like, man, you know, you know ball, but can you just like, it's like, you know ball, but you don't know chess, right? Yeah. You, you kind of have to know both. You know who this sounds very, very much like? Ron A lot Rivera. of coaches. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This sounds yes. exactly like Ron Rivera, where he's an NFL level coach. And I mean, Ron Rivera is an awesome guy. And, uh, I love him, but someone you'd love to play for is Ron. There's a point where 
it's not that they aren't an NFL level coach. They've just run their course and it's like, you've Mm -hmm. done what you've done. Um, So that's probably the same spot that Zimmer's in. Yeah. And McCarthy got to that point as well. Like McCarthy, a lot of playoff runs with green Bay, a lot of success, a lot of great offenses. And a lot of it was Rogers. A lot of it was Rogers, but he helped develop. I mean, head coach, you got to develop a quarterback. And, and, you know, you can say that Rogers did that. So, Zimmer is, there's a lot of coaches who are in this tier where it's like, maybe you don't completely get rid of them and banish them. Urban Meyer is below that tier. Zimmer is in a tier far above Urban Meyer, but probably still someone you probably let go of. One more name I want to throw out is Joe Judge, who I think is hilariously bad. Um, I mean, his t- he, he, how many Giants retired this preseason? It was like four or five. I think it was He's five. like making them ru- run laps, which is just like a middle school thing. Um, you know, fights with his with his assistants, just this hard ass routine that just doesn't really seem like it seems like fake. It seems like what he thinks is good, but I don't I don't know. There's a there's a fine line between it, it, it's like harsh, he's living in like a movie. Yes, it, it, this like they don't. I'm I have obviously never been in the NFL, but correct me if I they don't do that. You don't just be like ah. Oh. We're just going to run you to death. They do that in high school. They do that in middle school because you have, like, have no discipline and you're out of shape. But if you're an NFL athlete, you're in shape. You probably have some discipline unless you're like Johnny Manziel. And even then, like your coach is like Hugh Jackson. So it doesn't really matter. Or like a Hugh Jackson equivalent. I don't know. It does. It, I mean, get making players upset over running laps is just such a silly thing to do. Yeah, it's it's like, fake. Uh, <laughs> it's fake hard ass. It's and, fake and all, hard yeah, ass. Yeah, and all your guys are like, I'm done. Really? <laughs> all the vets are like, yeah, I'd rather it's... just... And they're getting paid, you know, big bucks. And like, screw this. I'm not doing this. I tried um, to defend Judge. I did. But it's at point, I can't. Can we talk about one more guy? Is it Vic Fangio? It's not Vic Fangio. <laughs> oh, that's one more I think is worth ta- discussing. But I'll just say the answer is no. But the offensive staff in Denver, yes, that needs to change. If that means firing Fangio, I think you fire Fangio. But if you can keep him and and substitute out the offensive guys, I would try to do that because the defense is good. But who is your guy? Zach Taylor. What do you guys think about him? I don't think he's it. But the Bengals have overperformed yep. this year. Yep, and they, it's, it's it's a it's a delay. You can't. You can't. Do you fire but, someone after they technically did a good job? No, you don't. But I fully expect him to thing. not be that guy. Is this, is this bad? I think process, if you ask Bengals fans, I, 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 Bengals fans seem to agree. Yes, um, they don't love him at all. They don't. Mm-mm. And because, it's like, again, it's the same thing. He does not manage games well. And that's their bit. They're like, we should win a lot. There's a lot of games that they think they feel like they should win and they just can't. Or like they'll let, they'll keep teams in games that they have no business being in. Yeah. It's just, they've got, I mean, they've got a lot going for them right now. But every, every season you have Joe Burrow on a rookie contract is, is an extremely, extremely, valuable season that you do yes. not want to waste. So if I was the Bengals owner and I um and it, w- it was up to me, I would not want to waste those years. I'd probably move on from Taylor. 
that would be far. Yes. And it would, it would take a lot of guts and you'd have to find someone really good. It might depend like, who could I get? Who do I think I could get? I would need a really good handle on, on that before I did it. But Zimmer or Zach Taylor, I would rather that's, that's, I think I'd rather have (laughs) Zimmer just because I don't know. I think that go, go, uh, go Zimmer and then have, bring in Joe Brady to call plays. (laughs) <laughs> honestly that's not the Joe, worst Joe, thing Joe I, I think i'm gonna work his like, magic on defense joe brady gets basically his dudes back and you they yeah they, hey hey don't and, give and the Bengals any ideas man i don't i don't Z- want to like deal with this right now <laughs> zimmer came from cincinnati that's where he was before he minnesota he when the vikings hired him they hired him out it of all cincinnati, makes sense so. the pieces all it all fit. makes sense he <laughs> returns to cincinnati Joe Brady comes and gets Jamar Chase and uh, Burrow. Burrow, but I, I don't think it happens. I think we're discussing something that's kind of off the table, but it is it is an interesting thought exercise if, if, on, on what well, you would well, do. If, if we happen to get ownership of the Bengals um, before this next offseason <laughs> well, starts, Joe that's Bur- a pretty good idea what's going to happen. If, you know, I've already said that if I'm going to buy an NFL team, it's going to be the Browns. So, What if... All right. What if the Bengals were the only one that was off? The you? podcast needs to get a lot bigger for that to happen. <laughs> we need to get a lot. I would rather not team. own an NFL team than own the Bengals. I mean, I know the McAfee contract was really good, but <laughs> we need a couple more dollars. We're not, we're not quite Bas- McAfee. We're not quite McAfee. <laughs> we, went, we went through this whole segment and we're basically like, should this guy get fired? Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> yes. We think everyone should that's be actually, But that's that's a good point. If, if you're thinking about it, how, how often can a guy go from like, Maybe we should fire him, or it's like he might. It's like he's might get fired. This are, a lot too. of Brown fans are kind of in that zone with Stefanski right now, where they're like, "Is he? Is he the problem?" And I, no, no, like, like, Stop. like, yeah. like, like <laughs> I said before, dude. Bucks fans, please do not blame Stefanski yet. Like, <laughs> we need, of, like, please, we're out Jesus of people. Christ. It can't be the offensive line. It certainly can't be the running backs. <laughs> we already I love go to the receivers. receivers. <laughs> it can't be whoever the, the OC oh, is. Man. Blame them. Don't yeah, blame no, Stefanski though. Stefanski is good. Okay, Stefanski's good. Stefanski I, I don't want to hear. I agree. I don't know no, what I, these last couple podcasts we've like brought up Stefanski being bad. I don't know. I don't like it. I know. I know. I just I see it all over Twitter and like they're like, like all right, get Stefanski. Right. I'm like, but that pretty much wraps things up for us. If you have one <laughs> takeaway from this podcast, please please remember that uh, it doesn't really matter who your team drafts at quarterback if your coach sucks. He won't develop. I promise you. Look at all the coaches we listed and we're like, should this guy get fired? Chances are they didn't develop a rookie quarterback nine times out of 10. But that pretty much wraps things up on our end. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back on Friday to talk about the NBA once again. Actually, no, no, we'll we be won't. Back on, we we won't. So we'll, we'll be, be back on Saturday because we are. We're gonna be in. So we're gonna be in LA uh, at the Thursday night Chargers and Chiefs game, which is gonna be a ton of fun. We're super excited. Um, and we're not entirely sure the process of how we're gonna record the podcast because obviously we're gonna be at the game. We're not gonna be able to record like we normally do on Thursday night and upload Friday morning. So we're thinking we might record Friday morning, but we will keep you updated on Twitter. So if you're not following us there, make sure you're following us there and we'll keep you updated with what's going on when we're gonna be releasing the podcast, all that stuff. But until then, thank you all for tuning in. We will be back eventually. 
Here are the Stay Hot shoutouts. And as always, from Corn Boy, Lemon Boy, and Gambling Addiction Boy, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. This is Reese from Canada, and um, the Bills are the Notre Dame of the NFL. And that's all I have to say. I'm not a Bills fan, but I'd hate to be one. This is Reese from Canada again. I called the Bills the Notre Dame of the NFL at 24-3, and they have came back and made it over time, so I'm very wrong. Hey, what's up? My name is Jan. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a shout out because you're my favorite podcast and you just dropped the collab with my favorite YouTuber, Rusty Bucket. Uh, y'all killing it. Go Cardinals, go Suns. Hey, it's Braden Brown from Waynesburg, Iowa. All I got to say is Patriots are the best in the nation. Nine and four, threw the ball three times, and our running game is dangerous. We're, we're Super Bowl bound, and we're going to kick Brady's ass. That's all I got to say. This is Tyler. I'm from Virginia. And I just got to say that being a fan of the Washington football team is the worst mistake I've made in my entire life. This team fails consistently. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.